And as we've been hearing in the news, there have been clashes between protesters and police in Cuba. Anti-government protests across the country started at the weekend. Now, such demonstrations are unusual because critics of the Cuban government face harsh punishments. So why is this happening now? Steve Quilly asked Dr. Emily Morris at the Institute of the Americas at University College in London. Well, the clear immediate reason is um, economic hardship. Um, The Cuban economy is severely um, affected, obviously, by COVID, being tourism dependent. But on top of that, it's um, been suffering even before COVID from the tightening of US sanctions, which was already bringing down the number of tourists coming into the country, reducing the remittances flows. And then on top of that, at the beginning of this year, the outgoing Trump administration put Cuba back on the list of state sponsors of terrorism, which was a a very effective way to actually really clobber the Cuban economy. So the economy has been hit by three blows in succession and they have suffered really badly. So there are huge queues, there are shortages, and obviously tempers afraid, it's very hot. And so people are, are just extremely frustrated with the situation. Do you see these protests continuing? or even growing in their nature? I mean, it's very difficult to tell. You know, I'm not there. But from what I can see, I think it may well be a flash in the pan, um, a kind of an eruption of frustration. What the government's done is it's tried to handle it without too much force, um, despite the pictures of, you know, loads of police people. Actually, the amount of force has been pretty much restrained The Cuban government has long had kind of a principle that it doesn't turn on the population, but you have had violent demonstrations in the country, and so the response has been use of force. But they haven't actually escalated it, and they've sought to downplay it. So what they've done today, and it's very interesting in in the Cuban press, is trying to spell out how difficult it's been to manage the economy. And I think that's really interesting because I've been saying for some months that outside observers and even people in Cuba probably don't appreciate how desperate the situation is. Is there anything the government can do to alleviate that economic problem you've talked about? Well, the IMF has been um, providing emergency finance for the countries in the region. Cuba has no access to any of that. Um, So they have no cushion for COVID, unlike any other country. They can't borrow, (laughs) so they can print money, but that will just be inflationary. So in that sense, no, there's not much they can do. I think this government only now are trying to spell out exactly how serious the situation is and how they're trying to provide vaccines, trying to keep people fed and trying to do all of those things with extremely limited resources. So that's what they're trying to do. I don't know whether that will be enough. A lot of people are very pissed off. You know, and coming from a committee of middle-aged men who seem to be in air-conditioned conditions when they're doing their meetings. You know, a lot of people are outside and they're sweating and they're standing in queues and they just feel that the, the government's out of touch. So says Dr. Emily Morris of the situation in Cuba. She.